Welcome to the Hooper's Edge podcast. I'm your host, Steve Kramer, along with co-host Micah Kramer. We're excited to get after with you today, and we're talking one-on-one, the impact that it can make, how it can improve your game. Mike and I are going to share some of the one-on-one drills that we like. Um, man, if, if you are competitive and if you want to be a great basketball player, you need to be competitive. One-on-one needs to be a staple of your game. So overall, Micah, broad topic, why should the players listening be playing more one-on-one than they are right now? Mm, so many reasons, but the two that come to mind right now is that it can expose your weaknesses um, and it forces you to work on something that you might not work on very often, which is defense. Um, and that's, I mean, you got the whole off season and some people just don't work on it, but if you're playing one-on-one against your best friend, you don't want him to brag about it all day long. You're going to lock up and you're going to become a better defender over time. Those are two great reasons. Um, it's so easy to get into the gym and be, when there's nobody else around, you're working on your offensive game, obviously. And yeah, you can do some defensive slides and some kind of conditioning work, uh, but so much about defense is live going against another body. And so you're, you're working on both sides of the basketball Um And as we get into this, I want to preface, I'm not talking about you check the basketball up and you take 20 dribbles and you do all this stuff. That's stupid. That's dumb. Don't ever do that. Okay. Don't do that. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting any teammates that you want to play with. You're going to pick up a bunch of bad habits. Secondly, you mentioned defense. This isn't some buddy, buddy here. You take a shot and then I'll kind of go over and then, you know, you let me, you know, take my shot, whatever. This has got to be intense. You got to get after it. You have to hate to lose. You have to be so intense and competitive that the game essentially is easier. Okay. Um, another key point, depending on the level of competition that you're playing against, and in general as well, when you're playing one-on-one, as much as you're competing, as much as you want to win, it's vital that you're not just playing to your strengths the whole time. If you don't have a weak hand, you got to get reps up playing to your weak hand. If you really need to work on your three-point shot, but you're an excellent finisher, you have to work on your perimeter shot, even though you might have a better chance of winning if you attack the basket. So, understanding that you have to compete offensively and defensively at a really high level and you have to be disciplined enough as much as you're trying to compete and win to work on the weaknesses because a lot a lot of times when we're playing one-on-one it's in the off season I encourage it during the season too but you got more time in the off season and use that time to develop your weaknesses as you're going out through um, throughout the off season it's a great test right you can work on your game on your own but then you get somebody to play against. You say, okay, I've been working on this runner going to my left, but now you got somebody to try it out against. And you get to see, okay, is it working? Is there something else that I wasn't really practicing that I need to add to it? Maybe I'm shooting it uh, too low. I need to get the release higher. You learn all of those things from playing one-on-one, and then you can go back on your own practice and then try it out again when you're in competition. So now I want to get into how we can play one-on-one because there's a, there's an infinite amount of variations that we can use when it comes to playing one-on-one that can improve our game as players. So Michael, what are a couple of 
your favorite one-on-one -on -one games? One that comes to mind for me is the ball on the back drill. You start out either at the top of the key or at the free throw line. Uh, the defender's facing the basket, and you put the ball on his back. As soon as you remove the ball, it's live. And I love that drill because it forces me to, to work on my finishing and, and my offhand. And, you know, that's a fun one for me that comes to mind. That's a great one. And, again, situation is everything. So if you want to work on finishing, attacking, that's key. And many times defensively, you're in a help situation. It's a fast break. Maybe you got beat and you have to recover. So it's also a great drill to work on recovery defensively. Uh, you have another one you want to share? Um, I like the one that you came up with where a lot of people just do straight up three dribbles. And I don't mind that, but that, that kind of makes you always work out of a triple threat. Mm -hmm. and, and that's good to do. But I also like to throw in where you get two dribbles underneath the three-point line. Ooh, I was going to mention that one. Yeah, yeah I like it. Go ahead. Yeah, this is my favorite one. And you start out at about the yellow line of the volleyball line, and you dribble up. So you get unlimited dribbles above the three. Obviously, you're not going to be crazy with it. But as soon as you get under that three-point line, you got two dribbles. That's really – I think that's the most realistic one-on-one -on -one for me because I'm usually not starting – out of a out of a triple threat and you know jabbing 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 pump faking and, and then going again if you listen to Micah's drill you're kind of the offensive player is getting the ball would you say like 30 feet away from the basket would you yeah. say around the volleyball line and you can approach your defensive player who's waiting let's say at the top of the key for using an example you can attack them on the move so you already have some momentum you can attack with speed you kind of use a freeze move. You go fast, stop and go. You could you could drift, try to stretch out your ankles. There's a lot of moves that we talk about with Kramer basketball that you would apply right here. And similar to game situation, if you're a player that brings the basketball up, if you're a point guard, you bring it up off the dribble and transition, you need to practice attacking off a live dribble. Mm -hmm. And the reason that um, we limit it to two dribbles below the three-point line is when you're attacking and you've made your initial move, we should be able to get that shot off attacking the basket in one or two dribbles max. So if I made a really good move at the three-point line, I should be able to get there in one and score. However, if that defensive player cuts me off or they body me, I can use that second dribble to spin, to pro hop, to cut back and change direction to gather myself and then get into shot fake finishes, whatever that, that might be. So it's really, really effective. And for the most part, we really don't need a third dribble. Third dribble, if you have to take three in this specific situation, in a game, you're probably going to pass it anyway, right? So doing that drill is, is really good. Um, a couple other ones I'm going to throw out and, and share with you guys. One that I've been doing a little more often with players that I've been working with this past year is <clears throat> uh, dribble handoff one-on-one. -on -one. So if Micah and I started at each block, he was at one block, I was at the other, and I had the basketball. I would dribble out, let's say, to the top of the key, and he's sprinting from the other block on the other side to the top of the key, and we meet at the top of the key. I dribble and when I get to the top of the key, I hand the ball off to Micah. And as soon as he gets the ball, he comes off the handoff and he's going to the basket to score. Now I have to hand the basketball off and I have to turn and recover to try to cut him off. That's a great drill to work on finishing 
with that defender on your side hip. Now you can do that from going wings, top of the keys. Those are generally the three spots that I like to do this for. Now, players that are at camps, they'll start to cheat it. And so they'll dribble up and then they'll get in their defensive stance and then hand the basketball off. You can't do that. Okay. That's not the game that we're working on. You're literally dribbling the basketball as fast as you can up to the top of the key. You hand it off as quick as you can and turn to recover and cut your offensive player off as they're driving to the basket. And with that one, the player that gets the ball, they can't just get it, the handoff and shoot it. They have to attack for our younger players. I say, okay, you got to shoot the shot second hash marker below for our older, more advanced players. I'd say, okay, you got to get it to the elbow or below that before you can take the shot. Um, so that's one that, that I really, really like um, for players to continue to, to work on attacking and finishing. Um, you mentioned the three dribble one-on-one -on -one game, which is great for working on your triple threat. But you mentioned not everybody has that situation in a game. Um, and also it, it could be unrealistic because you could jab and shot fake forever and not go anywhere. That's not how the game happens, right? So to tweak that, another variation, if you're working on one-on-one -on -one off triple threat, <clears throat> is give yourself not a dribble limit, but a time limit. Yep. And so um, let's say you have six seconds or five seconds to create your shot. And realistically, that's a lot of time. Like if you could get the shot in three seconds, that might even be more realistic for a college level player. Um, but you give yourself, so you check it up. And if there's three players, the person behind you can count. If, if there's not, the defensive player can be counting out in their head, but essentially you give yourself, okay, let's say six seconds. You check the basketball up and as you're playing, you're just going six, five, four, three, two, one, and the player has to shoot it. And listen, there's going to be some bad shots. It's going to be ugly at times. And this is the lesson that we learn as players is if you're playing this game and you consistently have to take really difficult shots, off balance shots, you know, somebody could look at it and say, well, that's not a good game because you're practicing difficult shots. We want to practice easy shots. I would counter and argue that that's the learning process. If you're playing this game, and then six seconds, you have to take all of these tough shots. Guess what? You're not good enough. You got to get your game up. You have to continue to work on different types of moves and shots to make the game easier on yourself. So going through that process of playing for six seconds and all you can get are difficult shots, that's the, that's the lesson right there. It's not supposed to look good all the time. It's not supposed to look clean and get these perfect shots that defenders on YouTube, right? They're trying to stop you from scoring. So giving yourself a time limit as you play one-on-one -on -one is another great way uh, for you to continue to prove your game. So for those of you listening, we really shared four drills that you can use to play one-on-one -on -one to improve your game. Now, you come to our camps, we have like an unlimited amount of drills, especially at like our attack camp or our finishing camp where we play a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. Um, we'll show you all of these drills and many, many more as you're playing. And then we'll add two on two and three on three and, and things like that as well. Um, so I want to encourage you, all of you guys to continue to play more one-on-one. -on -one. You're going to see a big, big impact in your game. And many times there's not 
a ton of players. You can't get 10 guys to go five on five. You might not even have six, you know, players around to go three on three, but there's a good chance that you can find at least one other person to compete against and improve your game. So don't go into the gym and just say, Hey, we're going to work out for an hour and we'll rebound for each other. And we'll do some of the same drills. That's fine. But out of that hour, give me at least 10 minutes where you're going after it and playing some one-on-one. So Micah, any closing thoughts on this topic? Uh, I like what you said about the bad shots. You know, if you keep shooting bad shots in one-on-one, does it mean you're a low IQ player, you make bad decisions? I mean, some of them, yeah. Or does it mean you can't get by your guy? And what do you need to work on? So you need to self-reflect, evaluate your game, and and don't be afraid to make mistakes. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? The The one person that you're playing against, you know, might make fun of you a little bit or something. At the end of the day, you're probably friends with them. And it's probably mutual respect because you're both going at each other. Uh, so evaluate your game and don't be afraid to make mistakes. I love it. Great advice. Thank you guys for listening. Get after it today. Again, a positive rating and review goes a really long way, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. We hope that you found this beneficial. And if you want to get your game up, hit the link in the bio, join the Kramer basketball app. You know, whether you're coming to a camp this summer or not, that's a great way for you to get your game up with all of our workouts, hundreds of video drills. And one of my favorite things is I love creating the workouts. I love putting the programs together. So this isn't, you get the, you get the app and it is what it is. We're always putting in new videos, new workouts, and new programs for you to continue to improve your game. So thanks again for listening and get after it today.